Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Talking Functional Fitness, episode 20. On this week's episode, the coaches sit down and talk about how important is recovery. We talk about passive versus active recovery, static versus dynamic stretching, how to sleep better, how to get more water, and everything in between are just a few of the topics that we covered in today's jam-packed episode. So sit back and relax and enjoy how to recover. Plus, stay tuned towards the end for our very first voicemail and how you too can send the TFF coaches a voicemail. Enjoy. But first, before we get too far, this is your Frostbite programming for the week of August 10th through the 16th, 2020. Starting with Monday on the 10th, this is our hinging day. No heavy deadlifts this week, but we are doing uh, two 12-minute AMRAPs with a nice kettlebell swing to goblet buy-in, followed by some jumping rope and some sit-ups. You got two 12-minute shots at that with some break in between. Get to repeat a workout twice. See how well you can recover and repeat a workout. On a Tuesday, this is where we get some more cardio intervals, followed by some glory muscles. You got biceps, triceps, and some wall sits. Moving on to Wednesday the 12th, we got some snatches for the first time, heavy snatches for the first time in our open strength every two minutes for 24 minutes. So 12 chances at this. Uh, you get some heavy snatch complexes. On the functional side of things, we are going back to a little bit lighter, a little bit more skilled barbell cycling complexes with some breaks in between. Moving on to Thursday, we are going overhead. This is our pressing day. We have some jerk complexes for the open. Uh, and if you're doing the functional, it's a little bit less skill, a little bit more strength, and then everybody gets a little nice 10 minute AMRAP with thrusters, hang cleans, and a light little run or cardio piece in there at the end. On Friday the 14th, this is our squatting day. We are doing more slow descent squats. If you're following the functional, it's gonna be every three minutes for 15 minutes, you're gonna do three front. If you're following the open, it's gonna be every three minutes, you're gonna do three back squats. Slow on the way down, pause at the bottom and exploding up, followed by some accessory every minute on the minute type work. On the Saturday, we are doing a repeat workout. It's the calorie row, single arm, overhead uh, carry, and then three rounds of kettlebell box stepovers, 10 kettlebell thrusters. If you know, you know this workout. If you don't, uh, come enjoy it. It's a real beastie. And then last but not least, of course, Sunday, our hypertrophy day, our second day of the week, getting those glory muscles in. Enjoy your week of programming. Are we recording? We've been We're recording. recording this whole time. Oh. All the things that you just said, I'm going to, uh, actually, I'm going to start it 10 seconds ago. So people just have to guess what you said. Yeah. I can't believe they, you should be canceled by now if I were to play that. Hashtag everybody's gonna Lion. everybody's gonna hate me and they don't know why uh yeah, yeah maybe stuff, that's the outcome stuff. yeah some stuff you'll have to guess why can you hear my cum no but oh no i can i okay, can see I'll it tuck it i'll tuck it in my cheek just do not have more gum yeah i like it's like I'll, I'll give you the three cents to get rid of your gum you didn't even know i had gum so i just no, said I, that now i can't pay attention to anything no, you else. can't <laughs> 
All right. Hello, y'all. Welcome, welcome to another great day. It's a great day today. Our have gotten progressively less <laughs> enthusiastic. It's a good day. I bet you if we like super spliced like the first episode to episode, I think this is 20. Ugh. That, that blows my mind that we've done 20 of these. Right? I don't that want is, to even add up the math to how that much time that means. <laughs> it's how much of your life has been wasted. Okay, it's try. multiple multiple days of our life have been lost. Yeah. yeah. If you think about it. Yeah, because well, there was one pain. we had to record twice. That's right. And there's, like, yeah, there's one we record twice. And there was one that we had to record the second half again. Yeah. And most of them we hit two hours. So yeah. that's like a lot, like at least it, two days worth of And then it takes me. Like, people don't know that when we for... sign off on these, like when we say goodbye on these podcasts, we like hang up and don't speak. Like that is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It, yeah. it is goodbye. Yeah. There's some texting back and forth of like, oh, that went No, there, it was at the beginning. Yeah. Now at we're like, over our, At our very, like our first three. We'd, be, we'd text after, oh, that was really fun. Oh, that was cool. And now it's, you just hang like up. Professional <laughs> we never speak to each other again. Until yeah. 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 <laughs> so maybe Saturday when we see each other. At... Well, or when Charlie say, pulls out some video clip from it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's tell you guys it. that I'm recording video and I got to yeah. send it to you guys to check to make sure it's okay. So. I know. Now, look, I mean, if you see April or now, she's like in an evening gown with her hair all done because... They are going to see her. It was because <laughs> she found out we were doing video. Got all her, make all her yeah. makeup on. You know, April. Yeah. I go. literally just came from the noon class and I'm still drinking my water right now. Wow. What a good girl. I'm just recovering. I have coconut water. Ooh. Oh my gosh. That is ding, such ding, a ding, good ding. segue because guess what we're talking about today? Coconut water. Recovery. <laughs> We're actually talking about something that might do people some good instead of and... <laughs> instead of like uh, our poor hygiene habits. Yeah, yeah, right. Wow, yes. a lot of I've gotten a lot of texts on that last podcast, so hopefully this one will be. Uh... I bet you get as many on this one. <laughs> no, because I'm not going to have a lot to say on this one. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, wow, we're supposed to do that? Oh, okay, that's interesting. Odd. I've never done that before. Drink water? What? You spell, you stretching in a sentence. <laughs> oh, I'm outside, so my dog's barking, which isn't good. Your dog isn't barking. All right, so anyway, this topic is recovery, which is a wonderful topic for all of us CrossFitters because I could probably say 90% of us don't do the proper recovery after a workout we usually just pack up our stuff and i don't know about other crossfit gyms but at ours a lot of people we pack up our stuff and hit the bar hit some restaurants back into before times yeah hitting bars yeah, now back, yeah no more bars now go home and drink go home scarf some food that's what i do yeah and then yeah drink some water hopefully mm-hmm. but stretching and all that i'm very bad at i don't know about you guys but and I think a lot of our athletes aren't, aren't real diligent on that. And sometimes when we do stretches, I always hear people like, ah, I am not flexible at all. And I have a feeling that's one of the reasons. It's because none of us stretch. 
I think, yeah. And I think recovery like incorporates so much, like you've already touched on like three different parts of recovery, but incorporates so much more than people naturally think of. I think that people often go to like stretching and things like that, but there's so many other pieces of recovery and it's all so important. Yeah. So when I think about recovery, I think about basically I think about what is working out and what is recovery is just like, those are the two parts. So it's like one for most of us, one 24th of the pie. And then the other 23 24ths of the pie is the recovery part. So it is, I'm going to come out of the gates hot with a, a very bold statement. It is the most important part of your fitness. What? We could, we could lose a lot of money <laughs> if people would just recover better or maybe even make more because people would actually, you know, maybe see the results that they're working hard for. But what I wanted to talk about first was, was kind of just that 23rd, 24th part, just that working out part. Cause I think if we just you know, kind of define what working out or technically the point of working out is, and I've, I think I've made this joke in uh, classes before when we do strength stop, I'll make the joke of, Hey guys, let's go get stronger. LOL, JK, let's, Let's go get weaker, which is technically what the idea of working out is, right? We're not meant to, or you can't get stronger while working out. That's, that's not, it's not actually possible. If you hit one lift and then you hit another lift, that's more weight. It's not because you got stronger. It's just because you had a better position. You recruited more muscles. It's not because you grew more muscles or grew, grew stronger muscles. So the idea of working out is to create micro tears in the muscle tissue so that they recover and that's when you become stronger. And that's an adaptation. Everything that the body does is to adapt for survival mechanisms, right? Because your body doesn't really have, obviously we have eyes and other senses, but it doesn't necessarily know what is going on out there. All of your muscle fibers, the only information that the muscle fibers are receiving is that it's being stressed and that we need to, to make sure next time we can handle this, because this might be a stress that's going to happen more than once. We need to be better prepared next time. So we need to get stronger. We need to grow. That's the idea behind why you work out. It's that recovery part that's more important than actually working out. If you just continue to work out or you work out too much, which is a theory by a lot of people, overtraining that doesn't exist. It's more under recovery. And you can have that debate back or forth. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's really the same thing. But it's the under-recovery that hinders people's performance or progress or fitness or health or whatever you want to. You can't, recovery is the most important part of your fitness. You can out-train a bad diet a lot more than you can out-train bad sleep or being dehydrated or being stressed out. You can't out-train those things. You can't outrun those versus, you know, if you eat pizza and donuts every day, you can still do stuff and work out and handle a lot, but it's not going to work out nearly as well as if you are, if you're under-recovered. So is that, I'm going to play like, I don't know anything. (laughs) I'm going to pretend, but this is like for uh, people getting into CrossFit, what we tell them too is, that variety of adding the more weight because if you like you said your microfibers break down right when you mm-hmm. lift 
So if you're lifting the same thing every day, it's your muscles. Are they just, they're not, they're used to it. So they're not breaking down and rebuilding stronger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So what, so what you're talking about is kind of like the change in stimulus. So that goes both ways, right? So whether you're being introduced to a new type of fitness or just fitness in general for a first time, and then on the other side of that spectrum is doing the same thing every day all the time. Right. 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 So we'll talk about the first side of the spectrum. And, and we see it a lot with people who start brand new into CrossFit, either from the first time fitnesser or from the, you know, maybe they're coming from doing, you know, maybe they're doing boot camps or Orange Theory or something else. And they do CrossFit, which is a different style of program. There's a huge adaptation change, especially from doing nothing right? From sitting on your couch or sitting at work to any type of this movement is a huge adaptation. And it's a little bit of an overload for the system and it kind of freaks out. And that's what creates excess soreness is the body's like, oh shit, this is like a huge thing. And we are not prepared for this at all. We need to like, that's why everything breaks down because it's not prepared to do it. And it's trying to fix things as fast. That's what DOMS is or blade onset muscle soreness. It's just an, an excessive breakdown of muscle tissue. And then even beyond that is rhabdo. I don't really want to get into that too much, but it's when the muscle fibers break down too much, kidneys get overloaded with, uh, I think it's myoglobin. I can't remember, but uh, anyway, that's how soreness and all that stuff happens. Is this, there's a, such a huge adaptation from being sedentary to being active. We also see it in people coming from other sports or also, or other training modalities to where, you know, again, maybe they're doing orange theory a lot or they're biking a lot. They're really good at quad centric stuff or cardio centered stuff. But as far as heavy weights, they either maybe don't like it or they just aren't good at it yet. Or it makes them more sore. That's because that's really what we're talking about because that's a new adaptation that their body is not used to and because it's such a huge stimulus change it requires a huge adaptation and that's what and that's why you can i mean we can do and i've done this before at my old job where i thought i was billy badass because i've crossfitted five six days a week and i went in and i did some kind of like cardio jump class and i was like this is yeah whatever the you know the weights weren't over 25 pounds or what and i couldn't walk for a week because i my body is not used to jumping 1,500 times in a 60-minute period. That's not what I'm making my body to do. Now, if I had done maybe part of that and I'd gone as hard at it like my Billy Badass dumbass self thought I could, I probably could have seen some benefit from it. But because I went too hard in the paint, I, I wasn't injured, but I couldn't really do anything else. I never went back to it, but, I def- <laughs> but it, also hindered my, it also hindered my training for the next week or so I remember in high school when you'd when because I played a lot of sports in high school so when we switched seasons I always would feel so sore and out of shape for the next sport even though I just ended on like a, the highest peak from the previous sport but that makes a lot of sense when it's a whole different set of stimulus yeah and, and we even saw a little bit of that when we first went to quarantine and we went to zoom classes right <laughs> doing a lot of single arm stuff. It was a lot, little bit more grip. It, it was just different. It wasn't that it was necessarily worse, but it was different. And when we came back to doing CrossFit, there were parts that were easier or at least as they were remembered or just because of different stimulus. So I did some toes to bar the other day for the first time and I was alone in the gym and I did way too many. <laughs> it was back to that like 1500 jumps like number. It was a lot. 
And I remember I jumped up for my first set and I did 10, which didn't used to be a bad number for me. Like 10 was not bad. And I dropped from the bar and I was like, oh, dang, this is going to be terrible. Because it's just been a different stimulus for the past four and a half months. I haven't hung right. from a, or even touched a pull-up bar. So that's, that's where that stuff comes in. The other side of the spectrum is people that either do the same thing every day. And we see these programs, right? It, it, you know, it's a, hey, do these five workouts or do these CDs. Yep. And just do these five, rotate through them, and then you're good. And everybody to start seems super excited about it and you're going to see adaptation. And then eventually you want to quit and either buy the next product from the same company or move on to something else. And that's why you feel like you're constantly changing because you're not creating a new stimulus for the body to adapt to. And that's why it's not adapting. Makes sense. Which is why CrossFit is so awesome and works because we're always challenging those new areas. Right. And a well-programmed CrossFit program does hit all those different modalities, all those different time domains, all that stuff. So that's, that's why, you know, we have, what is it? A catalog of a hundred plus movements that we'll do. I mean, even in the movement snatch, you can think of power snatch, hang power snatch, hang squat snatch, overhead squat, you know, dumbbells, you can start throwing kettlebells in, all this other stuff just to change it up enough and hit semi-similar muscle groups. But that's why you keep seeing adaptations. And even if you say snatch, so one rep max, am I doing 30 for time? Am I doing every minute on the minute? Am I doing AMRAPs? You know, what is the way that I'm doing this? And those are different adaptations too, or those are different stimuluses and those create different adaptations. And that's why you can stick with CrossFit. Again, if it's well-programmed for so long and see changes. Again, I've been doing this for over 10 years at this point. I've never stuck with anything A for this long or seen gains or changes for that long. And that's probably why I didn't stick with it because eventually you just either hit a plateau, you get bored. bored. That's what I think one of the benefits of CrossFit is. And I can't speak to really many other training programs that have popped up in the 10 years because I've been pretty hard into this. But that's one of the huge benefits of CrossFit or something that's functional fitness type is because there are these continually changing stimuluses. Right. And I'm continually sore all the time. So exactly. how, how do we recover? How do we do this? Oh man. What a, what a brilliantly loaded question. Um, so, yeah. How do we, cause I'm not doing a good job of that. Teach okay, me. Oh, Obi-Wan. Oh, a wise man. one. Oh. Can you guys just start referring to me that? that <laughs> a wise one or Obi-Wan? Both. Both no. in the same sentence. All the time. No. I'm going to change. Yes. In WhatsApp, I'm going to change my handle. We'll call you Owa. 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 His life will be so much more meaningful. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> as far as how to recover, again, I like to break down recovery into two kind of subsets. So there's active and there's passive recovery. Active recovery is basically everything that you do to recover. And uh, passive recovery is basically everything you don't do to recover. So active recovery, rest days are essential. Unless you are a professional athlete who is taking, you know, who's getting body work done, who's doing hours or has, you know, 30 to 45 minutes a day of dedicated foam rolling, all that kind of stuff, you, you, you need at least a day or two off a week. We've all seen these athletes that come in seven days a week and they'll do multiple training programs and they aren't seeing the gains. They get frustrated because they're doing too much and they're not recovering. Again, your body does not get fitter through exercise. It gets fitter 
or healthier or you perform better through the rest that you do, not the work. Another one to make sure that you are, and this is where we're going to lose everybody. Another one to make sure that you are moving well is stretching and mobility. I don't want to get on this a lot just because I think for a podcast topic, it can be a little bit dry and that might sound humorous because I think just about everything we've said so far is on the drier <laughs> side of things, especially after last week's potty talk. But the best way that I can suggest stretching mobility is before your workout, it's all about dynamic stuff. So don't bother with static stretching. It's actually been a, there's actually been evidence to prove that it not only may not increase your performance, it may decrease it and you may open yourself up to more injury. So what you're doing when you're doing static stretching is you are lengthening the muscle fibers or lengthening the muscle, right? So think of if I have like a cable on a pulley, if I now loosen that cable, it doesn't mean that that thing is going to work better, but if I can maybe oil some of the joints and get those things moving a little bit better, aka dynamic stretching, or dynamic movement, that's what you wanna do before the workouts. After the workouts, that's when you wanna do foam rolling and stretching. So, or and, and static stretching, I should say. So foam rolling, to break this down into like a, what I'm gonna shoot for is 30 seconds. But imagine you have a ball of clay. Imagine <laughs> clay, right? If you have a, a dry or cold piece of clay, you're not gonna be able to mold that very well. It's not gonna to wanna to move. But if you can introduce heat and obviously moisture, blood flow to it, you're going to be able to manipulate or move that clay better and have it stretch out more. That's similar to how muscles work. That's how foam rolling works. The, the foam rolling is to increase blood flow and to help break apart that fascia and myofascia to help then want the muscles to stretch better. And then you create that stimulus of stretched out muscle. And the adaptation is a longer muscle. And that's how you can move better. The reason that's important in movement is because if I move like junk or I feel like junk when I'm moving or I can't do something as efficient as possible, I'm either going to look at the next person, see how well they're moving and having a great time moving well, or I can even just keep it internal and be like, I'm not having fun with this. I can't do that. You know, it hurts every time I hinge over, every time I go overhead. If you let those things linger and you don't recover, then either A, you're just going to quit because it's not fun, or you're going to potentially cause something else bilaterally to be injured. So that's, that's, your, that's your stretching and recovering. Another part of active recovery is hydration. I'm impressed by how not important or just, we just forget to drink water sometimes. You guys, or enough, enough water. Like even if right. you're drinking water, like you just need so much more than you think. Right, right. So do you guys use any tricks? I mean, so there's, there's ways to, uh, there, you know, there's the calculations to know about how much, how many ounces you should drink for body weight and stuff like that. But all that differs, A, on how much you move around, right? If you move around a lot, you're going to expel more. Also, if you're a mouth breather like myself, you tend to expel more moisture than most. Or if you just talk a lot like we do. Like, I don't know if you guys are like me, but at the end of, especially when we used to coach all four hours in a row, but at the end of the night, like that was my biggest thing is I, I'd have a headache, not from just screaming or having you know loud noises around, but I just felt I was just dehydrated. I felt right. I almost hung over yeah. at that point. 
Do you guys have any tricks that you follow for hydration other than just not drinking enough water? I'm terrible. I am probably one of the worst people with drinking water. I, you have a I good drink. Trick. You just don't use it. What? My water bottle? Your giant water bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And I will drink right that now? after. Is it, is it there? I can't it's find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's here at the gym by the water station. <laughs> by the water station? I must have went to fill it up and then forgot about it. Just got distracted. Weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't drank in so many days now because I haven't had that thing. I drink like after a workout. I'm pretty good about that. But then I am terrible. Like I don't like water at meals. So I've, I've been forcing myself to drink at lunch. But yeah. by the end of the night, I'm so thirsty that I'll drink like two or three glasses of water before bed. And then I have to pee in the middle of the night. It's a real pain in my butt. So there goes my sleep, which we'll talk about. But right. I like your trick though. I, at the peak of my, when I'm at my most dedicated to hydration is usually when I have tricks and one of them is having just a really big water bottle. I hate filling up. I hate filling up water bottles multiple times. So I also have like a 40 ounce, whatever you call it, canteen yeah. or whatever. Um, but I think yes. for me, the biggest indicator that I've used to know if I'm on track is if my pee is clear. Yeah. So I try to make sure and i mean it's just easy to tell if it's super yellow i know that i need to do better if it's clear i feel good about what i've been doing um i'm pretty lucky in that i only like i only drink water for the most part so i don't it's kind of like the, the only option but i don't i definitely don't drink enough only yeah. when I feel thirsty but i forget like to have drinks of water throughout the day one thing that works well for me and i think the reason that people use like their giant two gallon jugs or whatever they have is having it easily available. And it's like anything, right? The more hurdles that you put in front of yourself to have to get, you know, if it's not next to me, if I have to go downstairs and if I have to get a cup out and I have to get the water pitcher out, if I want filtered water and then all that other right. stuff, you know, the more filters I put in front of me, the less likely I am to do it. I like the 40 ounce one, as long as you like to carry, stuff around with you i don't like to carry giant jugs of water with me i'm kind of a shaker guy or like i'll just use my tumbler for coffee i'll just rinse it out and i'll just keep water in here for the rest of the day because if is I, that pink it is pink it's a breast oh, cancer nice. Aww. or i guess anti-breast cancer or breast cancer research it's not i'm not awareness. pro awareness breast cancer i want to go on the, i want to go breast cancer awareness exactly but making it readily available is one of the best tips that i can give for anybody so yeah i like to do that or if i'm around the house I'll usually, my wife gets so mad at me because I'll have like two cups of water just like poured and out and ready for me whenever I go into a room. So I'll leave one just outside. A refrigerator has one of those little water dispenser dealies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'll have it readily available for me and I'll drink it and then I'll refill it and I'll put it back and then I'll leave the room. So that when I go into the kitchen, which is anywhere between 45 and 105 times a day, <laughs> I see it and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. I can just drink it real quick. And then as I, I don't know, I guess digesting the water, I can just fill it up and put it back. And I have it, you know, I usually have one of the offices um, if I'm working. So just, just, just making it more readily available to you. And this, this was, this is another one of the things that us affiliate owners weren't huge on. It's not a terrible cause, but there are better ones. So he was like, anti-hyperhydration 
But one of his things were, and this is one of the things I do believe, is that your body has a really good mechanism for whether, knowing whether or not it is hydrated enough or not. And the best way to test is drink some water. If you go to drink some water and you just can't stop drinking it because the water tastes good, feels refreshing, whatever, you're probably dehydrated. If you go to drink some water and it's just like, eh, you're just not feeling it, you're probably good at that point. But once you're dehydrated, isn't that too late? Shouldn't you it's be? It's too late. Okay. Yeah. It's too late. You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're expelled. You're dust at that point. Yeah. And I can't tell you exactly how long it takes to get hydrated. Like, like I can't tell you, you know, if you had a 15 minute ride to CrossFit, drink a bunch of water before, because A, it's going to be sloshing around in your stomach as you're moving anyway. And it's just best to stay hydrated throughout the day because that's when you're recovering, right? You're not recovering through exercise. That's not the point. The point is to be recovering throughout the day as, as easy as you can make that on your body. And hydration makes that a heck of a lot easier. Uh, go for it. Also, pro tip for drinking. You drink a half a glass of water or a glass of water in between your drinks, you won't be hung over the next morning. Wow. There's going to be a bunch of young kids, not, not the young kids are listening to this, but a bunch of young cats listen to those, like, I don't get hangovers. They do happen. They will catch up to you. I was the same. That's why I barely drink anymore because I don't want a hangover. So I have a rule is, so if I go to pour a beer, and again, this is going to help the five people that drink beer and listen to this podcast, is I will have my glass out. If I go to get another beer, I pour my beer as the head is going down, I will drink a glass of water and then I will refill the water as the fizz is going down and then come on back. Sandy's walking into our podcast. You're so smart. Yeah. It's not Sandy, it's Sue. We wow. have a special guest. Whoa. <laughs> Sue, you want to be on the podcast? You're, well, you're on it. We're recording right now. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. This is all just audio. I mean, at least this part. April and Ann. Hi. You here for a massage? Or are you here to grab a bike? Me. Oh, okay. Give me 15 minutes. She can join in. Yeah, Sue's probably got some thoughts on recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go up north and relax at a lake. That's right. Yeah, take like three yeah. months off in Florida. Yeah, Sue's the, Sue's the queen of recovery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll get Sue. Ooh. Our next interview? Sue? We'll get Sue on? Yeah. Yeah. You want to be on a podcast? Dozens of listeners every week. <laughs> That's true now. I can say dozens. Dozens. Five like dozen two, is a dozen. Two dozen. Hey, we're in like 60s. 60s. Wow. Yeah. 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 We're really taking it. Can you tell me anything about uh, electrolytes or drinks other than water? What do you think about those? So electrolytes are super important for muscle contractions, which is a big part of movement. So there's a couple of them. I can't remember those off the top of my head, but like salt and electrolyte, mm -hmm. right? Or sodium, I guess I should say. Big problem with a lot of the ways to get these electrolytes. So we talked about coconut water off the top of the podcast. And that is the reason that people drink coconut water is because it's an extra source of electrolytes. Big thing to watch out for is sugar things taste and sugar. Yeah. Right. Cause they're not being a best selling drink. Doesn't make it the best for you drink as much as I like Gatorade, what? whatever. <laughs> right. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the best for you. So reading the nutrition labels and making sure that you're not putting excess stuff. Cause yeah, at a Gatorade, you will get electrolytes. 
but you're also going to get a lot of other stuff that that keeps you coming back for Gatorade that ups their stock and all that other you know, armchair conspiracy theory type of stuff. Do electrolytes help in any way with like Charlie horses? Cause I get a lot of those. Yeah, uh, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, hydration and that's big, you know, sodium, potassium. That's basically how muscles contract and relax is through their sodium potassium pumps or not pumps. It's like a whatever, but, but through the exchange of those. So if your body's at an imbalance, that's how, that's how those happen. So A is being hydrated, but typically what that just does is that just helps deliver. Most of us are pretty good on sodium, to be honest. Unless you're just literally eating raw vegetables, you're probably good on sodium. Uh, potassium might be a little harder. That's why you, if you get a Charlie horse, you eat a banana and that helps. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for sure. Hydration is, is a big one. It, it's just like, you know, like going back to Jeff's podcast, talking about becoming a vegan being a habit. Anything that you can get past the first 30 days, just commit to just commit to 30 days. I know it seems like a lot, but guess what? We've been in quarantine for four and a half. And yeah, it was really tough for the first 30. And we've kind of gotten a little bit better at it. Not that it's great, not that we like it, but it's definitely easier now. We got past the first 90 days where we are all, I mean, again, we can go back to these videos that we were all making or that we were making of these really shitty workout videos. And we were all losing our minds. Because mm -hmm. it was just mm -hmm. really crappy time for all of us. And now it's just like, ah, I, also at the same level of quarantine, but we're still not allowed to be around each other. And it's get through, get through 30 days of a new habit of increasing your water. And you're going to, your skin looks better. You move better. You feel better during workouts. Uh, there's no reason not to other than it doesn't taste good with meals. And that's a pretty lame excuse. Then. I like that excuse. I think it tastes delicious with meals. No, See, I like no. Water. It washes everything I'm down. I with water, but no, it's, I like it. Like I don't like it with meals. It's not my. What favorite. do you drink with meals? Well, no, no. <laughs> my Sorry, breakfast. I, I drink my my spark or my uh, my pre workout is my breakfast. Uh, <laughs> oh, and that kind of goes. So that kind of goes on to another thing. Anytime you add something like that to water. Don't count as water. Right. Yeah. Well, but there's a lot of, like, I'm not going to name somebody who I'm married to. You guys can figure it out. But, we'll do, you know, we'll add, what, what's one, not, I mean, she does spark. What's, what's the other one? What's the other, like, like crystal light or something? Crystal light. That's what it is. Yeah. Don't count that stuff. So what about your fit aid? That's not counted as water Absolutely either. Not. Nope. Okay. Nope. Can't count that. No, so what counts as water? Water. Literally water, water by Ice, if you want to put like a, like a lemon or some other kind of, you know, cucumber water and stuff like that, that's fine. But once you start getting outside of that, you start adding other stuff that dehydrates you more than hydrates you, uh, that's, that's no longer water. Sorry, Ann. Bummer. Bummer, right? I wasn't counting it as water. I just don't like water. At yeah, my meals. fair, fair, fair enough. <laughs> I, I fully admit that I'm a terrible water drinker. That's why I actually like my kids are way better than me because I started them like giving them water bottles and that's all they want now. Kids are all about nice. Yeah, all which I was not like that at their age. I think I was on pop by now and they haven't had we, it yet. So we were a big milk family. It's disgusting yeah. how much milk we went Well, through. my kids drink a lot of milk too, though. They like milk right. for, yeah. We don't know. We don't, we don't drink any milk milk. It's all almond milk. Oh, almond milk. milk. Yeah. I can't Have you had oat milk? Yeah. Is that better? Pretty good. That's all right. Does it taste better? I'm not a big fan of almond milk. I don't like Me it. either. But, 
but I'm a very, I'm not a very sugary, like, like that's why I like, if I drink uh, pops, I like diet pops over regular. Oh, just I do too taste. now, just because I'm- But aren't yeah. the diet pops, they taste sweeter because the artificial sweetener is like super Right. Sweet. Oh, and aspartame. They're not as- uh, Super terrible for you. Cola-y. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, but I'm okay. Like, yeah. Like, if my wife gives me some of her Pepsi, I'm, I'm not, I don't like it. Yeah. She's a big Pepsi person. Shout out to Pepsi, not a sponsor. <laughs> All right, past, past hydration is uh is our sleep. Good night. Yeah. And I know I know you you and April both have youngins. Yeah, and I'm about to sign up. So for a I don't lack know how you. Yeah, and you're yeah. April's pregnant. You're about to have a newborn. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, that's so insane is, to me. Yeah, yeah, it's a recording so today, really. You better, you better real sleep tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna be recording this one all night just to just to try to get it done, so I don't have to like. So, if you're hearing but this how on important the Monday that is it's supposed that? to, yeah, if you're hearing this on the Monday that it's supposed to be out, you're welcome. I got it out on time with having a newborn. No excuses for anybody else. So, yeah, sleep is so it, it is the most important thing when it comes to health and fitness. There is, there's nothing that can beat it. The power of sleep. And not I think just, it's the one we take for granted the most. Right. Yeah. Not just sleep, but good sleep yeah. is yeah. incredibly important. So not just time. I, I think a lot of people, they'll, they'll count their hours in bed as their sleep. And that's kind of a junk way. That's junk science, right? If I go to bed at 10 and I get up at six, but from 10 to 11, I was surfing TikTok and I hit my snooze from five to six. That's not from 10 to six. That's from you hope 11 when you finally turned off your phone and went to sleep, maybe not till 11, 15, 11, 30, and then probably somewhere around five o'clock if that's when your snooze kept going on. If you started hitting snooze like that, there's, there's no proven benefit to actually getting, you know, to hitting snooze and actually feeling better when you do it psychologically i do it i hit like four or five snoozes every morning it's within 15 minutes but it the, you don't actually get extra sleep or feel extra rested or anything like that so it actually only counts time that you're actually recovering and actually sleeping the recommended time for everybody is and this is everybody this is not just oh i've got too much work or i've got this is everybody is seven hours how do you guys do on seven hours i don't get it how much are you getting? Me, uh, uh, probably five. Five. And I have no excuse because I, I don't, I don't get up. I don't have like I don't coach in the morning except for one day. So I, I just go to bed late and then I get up early and I have crappy sleep in between. I think Would I need a you, new bed. And that, that could definitely be a big part of it. When your bed's supposed to last you, I don't remember this one. Five years. How long is a bed supposed to last you? Yeah, I think it's somewhere That's in it? the, like for its yeah, for its best. Obviously people use them longer than that, but for its best. Yeah, I think my bed is too hard and I'm I like a softer bed and that's I just and my shoulder, I sleep it it hurts all the time. No. Yeah. Yeah, so you, yes, even the position that you sleep in, if you're sleeping on your you know, your arms falling asleep or stuff like that, that that means you're not getting actually rested sleep. And, and there's a lot of ways to, you know, help with that. But we now live in a world of science where you can measure this stuff. 
So you can actually have a sleep tracker. You can buy expensive ones. I think all of our phones have a sleep tracker now at this point, or a lot of smartwatches, or you can get um, like activity tracker, tracker like Whoop was actually pretty good for what it was. So it, it measures not only just how long you were down, but you know your sleep cycles going through the different you know, REM, deep sleep, all that stuff to see how actually rested you were. And there's even like Polar or a lot of those other activity trackers have them as well. I believe my Fitbit does. Yep. But those are again for people that can control their sleep. Like there's there's a lot, there's going to be a lot more mornings here in the recent future where can't control it. Yeah. I, I could track all I want, but kid wants to get up at two o'clock and eat. I'm getting up at two o'clock and I'm beating them. Like there's not a whole lot. And even if I'm not the one getting up, if my wife doesn't want to get up, it still you're wakes me up. Still, yeah. Right. It still takes me out yeah. of it. Yeah. So even if you're in bed, rolling around doing other stuff, it's still not deep sleep. So the only way, just like in our workouts where we track to make sure that we are getting enough out of what we're doing tracking your sleep at least for a couple times is super important i remember the first time i did it it was, it was again a couple jobs ago and i tracked it and, and i had like 25 disturbances in the middle of the night and i was like why the hell am i like and i don't remember any of them. i think i would have woke up i said one maybe zero and i couldn't figure out why i was waking up so much and i finally noticed it was the dog the dog would sleep in the bed with me so I finally had to kick the dog out of the bed. And it went down to like seven. It wasn't zero, but increased fitness. That's pretty significant. Right, yeah. You know, getting up three quarters less than what I used to. And that's, and that's huge. So being able to track your sleep, super important. Making sure that you are falling asleep in deep sleep and having, you know, comfortable setting around you. Also super important. Like super dark. Like not having, you know, the TV on in the background with light and with sound and stuff like that. It, and this especially goes for naps too. If you're trying to take power naps to recover, you can do that. You can make up for a little bit, but it's not going to do everything. Speaking of dogs, right? Uh, but having complete darkness and even like white noise to drown out any potential disturbances through the rest oh of the God. night. Our phones have them. You guys can have fans on. I'm a big fan person we have fans on all throughout the winter so yeah those are those are a couple of ways to kind of help with that there was actually a study done in 2010 by the i think it was the american college of physicians that actually showed the benefits of enough sleep versus not and it was like participants who got five and a half hours so even just a little bit more than what you and got showed a they were losing 55% less fat. So their body wasn't metabolizing fat nearly as fast as those who were getting eight and a half plus hours. So those were compared to the two. So those that were getting eight and a half hours of sleep were seeing like 60% more gains than those that weren't. Wow. And that's, that's a ton. Right. That's scary. <laughs> right. And that's not even just in your, that's not even just in your ability to recover if you can recover better and you feel better, you work out better. If you work out better, you can damage your muscles right. more, which means you can then go back into recovery. Like it's this whole cyclical thing. It's a huge component to fitness that is definitely overlooked, but there's a lot of things that you can do for it. And it's easy, man. And I don't know why you wouldn't want to do it. Like it's drinking enough water. It is. And I think this is, we don't push on a, a lot of things as coaches because you want to have autonomy right because everybody's got different everybody's got different stuff 
And even with like an activity tracker, I used Whoop at the beginning of, or at the end of last year, beginning of the year. And it's a cool mm -hmm. thing. And it has an HRV in there. I don't know if you guys have ever used heart rate variability training or use something that has HRV in it. I think Polar also has a product. Or there's, I've used it a couple times and like years in, in between. Basically what it does is when you wake up is it measures what your resting heart rate is and how much that jumps around or if it's low enough or high enough and it sets a baseline for you. And then over time, it will know if your heart rate is too high. So you're stressed out, you haven't recovered enough and it'll kick back a number for you, whether it's a percent or they use a scale or whatever the application is, but it'll tell you how, like what your readiness to work out score is or like how hard you should go today. And it actually can be quite beneficial. I remember the first time I used it again years ago, I would use it and I'd wake up in the morning and I sure would do its thing as I was you know, getting ready in the morning and I would feel like absolute junk, I feel like I didn't sleep and it would kick back like a, like a green or a 90, like, like you should work out hard today. It's a peak day for you. And I just trusted it. I'm like, mm, okay, whatever. I feel like junk in PR, everything left and right. Even though I felt uh, like I, like what normally would have been a rest day for me then turned into a PR day. And that's a huge difference and vice versa. Yeah. Days where you wake up feeling fairly good. And like, we've all had this, like where you feel for, you know, you don't know if, if anything's out of the normal. Maybe you just felt like this for a long time. Now you just feel like this is your new normal and you go to work out and you're like, this sucks. Like I have no energy today. I don't have that top gear. And the HRV can help in that way to kind of kick back. Like, Hey, this is a low intensity day. You can go work out. But don't plan on but doing anything too intense. Like make it a skill day, whatever you got to do. The only reason I didn't like it for me was when I was using it back at the end of the year was I had a toddler under two. So for me, it wasn't like I could pick my days. Like I just had to find days that I could work out. Like, you know, if I got three in that week, awesome. If I right. got six, awesome. Like it wasn't like I could pick my days. So it, it became a point to me. I was like, all right, you can tell me I'm green, but I cannot work out today. Or you can tell me I'm red, but I haven't, you know, this is my third day. It's the end of the week. I got to do something. But right. it was nice to know that, like, you, know, you just got to be smart about it and not expect anything too much. So those are helpful. And drinking enough water is the big thing. And not, you know, not knowing that exercise, as much as we love it and as much as, you know, we have a gym and careers based off of it, that it is not the most important thing. Recovery is. You can out-train bad nutrition. You cannot out-train bad recovery because it'll come for you either in the way of just not seeing results or, you know, even worse, like injury. I think that we should all commit to one recovery habit change and encourage our listeners to all do so as yeah. well. Yeah. And then we got to check up I on like this last I like time. It. But we know we're all going to check up on this because last time we did something like this, I got called braggadocious for it because I was in quarantine. I forgot what it was. Know? It was it was nutrition related because we were all. <laughs> oh yeah, I said, yeah. I said we were all drinking a lot. It was me, and I was the only honest one. And I came out about it. And y'all just sat up on your pedestals, and then I got better, and I got called braggadocious. We were proud of you. We were proud of you. Thank you. Yep, uh, totally. but yeah, I agree. And what are you going to do besides sleep more? It should probably be sleep more. How are you it should sleep? be sleep. Should it be sleep? You could increase I, your deadlift. 
You don't need to sleep at night. You don't need to be the person that tells me about every Netflix and Hulu show. I know. Her TikTok game might suffer, but you'd feel better. Right. You tell me. All right. You just have too much. I'll do sleep. Okay. What time are you going to bed? I'm gonna buy a mattress. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go to bed at ten thirty because I know that's pretty early for me. Right, I get a lot. I of go to bed at midnight the next morning. At midnight, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so ten ten thirty. Ten ten thirty. This will be good because Lee's going out of town, so I can go to bed. Like, I could him. go to bed when the kids go to bed. No, 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 no. don't I'm blame him. him. You're uh, an adult woman. Own your body. Go to sleep when you want to go to sleep. Ain't your man's fault, All right. girl. Uh, I'm not blaming him. I'm saying she's just spending quality time together with her hubby. Yeah. Oh, All right. yeah. Him must sleep on the couch. <laughs> hey, Me, another then, episode. Then I fall asleep on the couch, and then I wake up pissed off and have to yeah. go to bed. Yeah. All right. I will do more sleep. All right. Good. What about you? Ten, ten thirty. Oh, yep. yeah, let's do the whole thing. You got a blackout curtain? What else you got to add in? White noise? I'm going to actually, I'm going to Google some, like, uh, mattress toppers. Ooh. About that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And if it's not if done by next week, what's the penalty? It has to be some, I think public shaming is enough. We'll just do that. Okay. okay. Public shaming. Okay. No burpees. Amy, what do you got? going to be hard. Uh, okay. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick stretching because that's a weak, very weak mm. area for me. And I'm going to commit to 20 minutes a day because I know that when I'm either chasing my toddler around or hanging out with her, I can, I can stretch so I can mix that in and it shouldn't be too challenging. So I like it. I like it. Charlie. Uh, I'm going to do more rest days next week. That's going to be Yeah, you are. Next week only. (laughs) The whole week. (laughs) Hey, That's too easy. That's too easy. You are already you are already planning. You're already gonna be home. I bet you I bet you I sent you guys a text Sunday night asking to come back to work Monday morning. And you have to say no to me. No. I'll be like, okay, you can have the fight for you. I was saying if it's Ann covering me, there's no way she's gonna say no. Okay, to be honest though, it is unfair to add something extra to his load when he already had what about me it's gonna be unfair to add sleep for me i have to get up next you said it was gonna be easy you can't say it's easy unfair but i forgot i had to get up in the morning me too i can't i don't sleep well those nights because i'm afraid i'm gonna oversleep so i i wake up every hour go to bed when the boys go to bed and set your 17 alarms you'll be fine just tell leo he's responsible he'll get you out (laughs) right Tony will be here some of those mornings, okay. too. Yeah. I like it. I'll stretch. I'll, I'll get more stretching in. Yeah, while you're harder. while you're bouncing a baby, just grab your, exactly. uh, gonna, your ankle. Yeah, yeah. You don't bounce I'm going to feed him in a squat. You just let it lay there. You just let it lay there. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I don't know. It hasn't hit me quite yet. I guess we're ending on child talk, right? It hasn't hit me quite yet that it's going to, you know, we're like 24 hours away. Wow. It's gonna be he's gonna be so small looking. I know they're always so itty bitty and like they can't you especially when you have is? that other co- other other kid to measure up to. Eight point six. Eight six, yeah. That was a week ahead. Yeah, my kid's huge. Yeah. I'm gonna have two I'm gonna have two giant can you imagine me and Rach in like fifteen years, eighteen <laughs> years? 
walking around a house with me and two other Goliath kids. I'm going to be the small one. I'm going to be in the bottom 50%. I don't know. Rachel's tiny. You might, it, they might not be giants. Tall. Her dad's pretty tall. Her, her dad's side is like, like her dad's brothers are pretty tall. Yeah. But yeah. Her mom's side is also very short. So yeah. Who knows? Gamble. Could just be an average kid who I will love with my whole heart, despite <laughs> anything else. As long as no it's over five. No matter what. It's got to be over five. Yeah, five, six. Or five, six. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be perfect. They're both perfect. Yeah. Yep. Both. Right, ladies, let me, uh, you know, thanks for letting me ramble on about recovery. I thanks hope- for all the info. They, so, yeah. Thank you. So, so what everybody's going to do is they're going to, oh, I meant to play our voicemail that we got. You guys can leave voicemails. If you go on the anchor.fm app and you click on this episode, you guys can leave voicemails for us, which we got our first one last week. We got our first angry person. <laughs> wow. Um, here, I'll, I'll, I'll play it here. How dare you dis bag cereal? I just got back into cereal but I'm too cheap to buy the big boxes for my son. How dare you? How dare you? Ding. There you go. All right, and we're back. About, I was going to say it's about cereal, but you just heard it. Say, you guys can leave voicemails like that and declare what your recovery improvement for the week is going to be. Perfect. I can't wait to hear them. I will never talk bad about uh, non-brand cereal. I know. We did get kind of shamed. We were kind of, we deserve to get canceled for it. That and the stuff right. we said off the air. That was pretty terrible. <laughs> we'll have a meeting. That's why no later. one's ever going to hear it. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have one of those. Well, uh, guess what I'm going to do? I think I'm going to go take a drink of water and maybe have a nap. <laughs> yeah. There you Just go. Just kidding. How but easy I'll do the be? water. Yeah. How girl. easy. Yeah. Maybe I'll touch my toes too. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, you mean stretching. I thought you just meant just like playing with your feet, which is really gross. Yeah, because that's what I do. I don't, I, you're, it sounds like you don't do that. Now you want to start doing that. Yeah. That's the, that's the part of the video I'm going to Yeah, do. I'm just going to go randomly touch my toes. Yeah, that's going to be our clip for this week. My dirty feet. Your dirty feet. Ew. It's I'm going to miss you guys next week. That's for sure. All right. All right. I'll see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to an episode of Talking Functional Fitness. If you did enjoy this episode, feel free to like, rate, subscribe, share, all that good stuff on any social media. You obviously know where you can find these podcasts because you're already listening to it. You can find more CrossFit, Frostbite, and Talking Functional Fitness on our social media pages. You can find us on YouTube, and you can also find us at CrossFitFrostbite.com. Until the next episode, stay frosty, my friends.